a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The situation in Afghanistan is understandably grabbing most of the headlines today. But if you think that's the only major story involving the White House and international leaders, think again. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. One of the things that uh, people have not been following quite as closely today, something that normally would get a lot of headlines and a lot of attention, is the first visit uh, from an Israeli prime minister in over a decade not named Netanyahu. Uh, So Prime Minister uh, Neftali Bennett is making his first uh, trip to the United States, met with uh, President uh, Biden today. And, uh, of course, we turn to our ultimate inside source, uh, going to Professor uh, Amos Giora from the University of Utah, who's actually back in Utah now. We're very happy about that. But, Professor, uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. So give us a little perspective. Not a lot of uh, Americans uh, really know who uh, Neftali Bennett is. Bennett is an, is an interesting story. His parents are Americans. Um, he speaks English like we do. He made a ton of money in high tech. He was affiliated um, with Netanyahu until they had the fallout that everybody who works with Netanyahu had. He is what we in America would call religious, but but liberal on many issues, meaning he's not orthodox. Mm-hmm. He wears a skull cap, a yarmulke, uh, which means he's you know, an observant Jew. He is on some issues the line of the Israeli right. On other issues, he's more liberal, I think particularly social issues, um, which is important. He is the head of an an awkward coalition comprised of eight different parties. His party is not the largest party, but for political reason, he's the the rotational government, so he's the the first two years, and this guy who is the, um, the, the head of the largest party will be there in the next two years. He is, I think, considered by many of us, um, the translation into English would be, and it's not a compliment, would be a little bit of the, 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 the camp counselor, the duty officer. Um, he, he doesn't quite have the, the, the gravitas of, of a Netanyahu. He's younger. He looks young. People who know him saying he's a good guy, which is something that nobody would ever have said about <laughs> Netanyahu. And he, he's trying to manage an unwieldy coalition, which is surviving because all eight parties don't want Netanyahu to be the prime minister. Um, It's not easy easy to manage that. I think for many of us, those of us in the Israeli center-left would never vote for him. Mm. But on the other hand, on the other hand, I want to give him a Mm shout-out. I would never vote for Naftali Bennett, but I want to give him a shout-out. My take on it is that he's conducting himself as prime minister with the, um, an eye on the ball of what's the public good, 
And as a direct contradiction to Netanyahu, who's only focused on what was good for Netanyahu, Naftali Bennett seems to really have the public's good yeah. at the, the, the center of how he conducts his business. Even though I am not in his camp for that, I think my friends and I who are in that central left would, would say, no, we wouldn't vote for him. We, we respect him for reintroducing into Israeli society normalcy, sanity, trying to be uncorrupt, trying to respect public institutions, which Netanyahu sought to destroy. And in that sense, two months into his government, he has my greatest respect. Yeah. Uh, so so many complexities there. Uh, so I want to kind of go rapid fire through a couple of these, Professor. Uh, so one is just this idea of this... Uh, I can't even imagine having an eight-party coalition. We, we, we have a hard time doing two uh, here in the U.S., but an eight-party coalition in which he is not the majority uh, in any right. of those, uh, That's that's got to be just unwieldy at best and uh, hurting cats at worst. Um, but what is the well, what, what is the public perception? I, I love the fact that you said that he seems to have tapped into something that he's bringing some normalcy, some respect for institutions, uh, which uh, is something I hope we can do around here as well. As he t- as he meets with the president of the United States, obviously uh, all Israelis are going to be looking at how this goes. How does he perform on the world stage? What, what do you think the message he's trying to send uh, back in Israel uh, with this first visit to the U.S.? Three messages. One, that there is a prime minister not named Bibi Netanyahu. And that prime minister not named Bibi Netanyahu can come to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and be warmly greeted by a president of the United States. That's, I think, number one. Number two, he's going to, I think because he believes in this, he's going to have to send a clear message to President Biden about concern or his concern about the the Iranian nuclear industry. Mm. I don't think he will do it in in the strident manner which Netanyahu did, because I don't think that's his DNA. Yeah. And three, he's, I think, going to have to tread a very fine line, and I think pushing back um, if Biden seeks to pressure him on um, you know, the Palestinian issue, the establishment of a Palestinian state. I would hope that Biden is sufficiently sensitive, and then I'm going to contradict myself, that Biden is sufficiently sensitive that he needs to push Biden at risk because if if, if Bennett is perceived as caving to Biden, mm. then the far right will really snipe, snip at um, Bennett. Yeah. On the other hand, on the other hand, President Biden, as we all know, is in a terrible bind at the moment in the context of Afghanistan. And he needs also kind of a foreign policy victory at the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that there's perhaps legitimate concern in Israel that the way for Biden at the moment, right now, because the timing, you know, everything is the timing, is such that in order to reestablish the foreign policy gravitas, um, what he needs to do is to push Biden, uh, push Bennett on the Palestinians. And I would, I understand why Biden would do that. The consequences in Israel politically would be very problematic. Yeah, I, I think that that last well, we we could talk for four days uh, on all of this. Just uh, each of those three points. Uh, I, again, I, I think you're spot on in terms of that uh, fact that there is another other people can be prime minister in Israel. That's a good thing. Uh, obviously, the Iran uh, deal is going to be complicated. But I, I loved how you framed this as it relates to the Palestinian issue uh, and how 
both the President Biden and Prime Minister Bennett uh, have to have to get a win here and they have to appear to be strong and in control uh, and up to the task, I guess, of this kind of conversation and, and moment uh, and how that dynamic plays out is going to be something uh, really worth watching. And while that dynamic is playing out, President Biden is now dealing with this attack at the, at the Kabul airport. So he needs a victory. And sitting in his uh, in the Rose Garden or wherever the Oval Office is an Israeli prime minister who's a bit of a neophyte who also needs a victory because he needs to convince us Israelis that he's tough vis-a-vis the Americans. Right. You know, Biden was, I think, couldn't wait to congratulate Bennett on his uh, becoming prime minister because Biden and Netanyahu, obviously, I think Biden could stand Netanyahu like all other American presidents other than Trump. And so he warmly embraced him. Right. But that that bear hug uh, is problematic because if Bennett is perceived in amongst Israelis as Biden's guy, that can have really profound mm. negative consequences. Yeah. And Bennett, who seems to be a nice guy, nice guys need to be careful not to fall into the trap of being used. Yes. Wow. Fascinating stuff. Uh, our good friend up at the University of Utah, uh, Professor Amos Giora, joining us, as always, giving us great insight into Israel, into the Middle East, uh, into so many complex conversations and relationships. Professor, thanks so much, and welcome home. Welcome back to the state of Utah. Uh, we My pleasure. Forward. We'll have you on again real soon. We need to continue this conversation. My pleasure. Anytime. And we're going to continue the conversation, dive a little deeper, is the meeting has happened now between President Biden and Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett. Hear what they had to say about their conversation coming up next. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.